0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, world, and welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Uh, Yes, y'all, we are back like a shark attack, back like we left some, back like we ain't got no clothes on our back, and for the world is a better place when the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast is taking place. And so thank you all for tuning in with us this morning as we conversate about the latest sports topics that has taken place from this past week and will be upcoming this week. It's always a blast to have you all tune in, participate with us every weekend. As a reminder, that every week we always like to begin our podcast by reminding our audience that the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast community page, on Instagram uh, at the Early Morning Sports Talk Pod, YouTube as the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Apple Spotify as the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price, Jamar Gilman, and People Hernandez. Today is December 10th, of 2022. We have yet again seen another fascinating week in the sports world where we saw, y'all, Brittany Griner be released from Russian prison. Uh, she has been set free and sent back home to the United States in her home state of Texas, but she is now reunited with her wife, Sherelle, and she is being evaluated at a very special uh, place uh, for, you know, anything related to disease or sickness, et cetera, at a special hospital. Um, Dion Sanders, y'all, he left Jackson State. Um, and moved on to accept the head coach position at the University of Colorado. The 2022 World Cup is taking place, and, y'all, it has been a fantastic World Cup. Um, Stunners has taken place um, as Morocco has knocked off Spain, and uh, today they uh, take against uh, Portugal. Uh, Brazil, y'all, every time they favorites, uh, collapsed late against Croatia. Um, And then last night it was a classic, classic uh, between Argentina and the Netherlands, and so now we are in route to the round of 4 uh again with Morocco taking on Portugal first and then uh a big showdown between France and England. Uh the Boston Celtics continue to play historic basketball offensively. Baker Mayfield, he came back late in the fourth quarter um, after being picked up by the Rams last what? Wednesday? Um What was it, Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Yep, Tuesday. Dan had a little chance to probably meet the guys on Wednesday, right? And then playing in the game on Thursday. I heard he got to LA uh what, Wednesday night or something like that? And so, like to see all that happen, um, and, and came back late in the fourth quarter and shocked the Las Vegas Raiders, y'all, whom sadly, y'all, this has been the story of their season. Story of their season. Okay. Um, lost to the um Las Vegas Raiders choked again, y'all, as usual. Now they are 5-8, and eight, and as usual, they beat themselves. And lastly, uh, the last four college football playoff teams uh, were announced. And so, with that being said, introducing my brother from another mother, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Good morning, sir. How are you?
1: Doing excellent, man. How you all doing, fellas?
2: Pretty good, pretty good.
0: Additionally, introducing our partner here on the Early Morning Sports Star podcast and our other brother from another mother, Mr. Ian Jones, a.k.a. people Sanandez Mr. Ian Jones, my bro, what it
2: do? Hey, how y'all doing this morning? How y'all feel? Pretty good, man. Solid.
0: Yes, appreciate it. And so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. And so, fellas, know how it go. Chime in. Uh, Jamar, you hit us off. and you follow up. And so, yes. Brittany Grinney, y'all, has been released from prison in Russia uh, in exchange for a Russian armed dealer by the name of Victor Boot. Uh, Victor Boot, y'all, has a movie named after him. um, And it came out in 2005 with Nicolas Cage. um, And it's called The Lord of War. Additionally, uh, Victor Boot has been called the uh, merchant of death uh, because of all the um, killing he has done, but also because of um, wars, et cetera, all type of political... Militia stuff this guy's been into. And so um I'm just curious, guys, because it's been a lot of different thoughts on this, a lot of different um stances um of people and their opinions and stuff. And so just curious, guys, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, do you feel that the United States got this right? And are you happy for Brittany Griner and her family? And so, because i stated, it's a lot of opinions political, et cetera, this and that. And so, Jamar. I want you to hit us off, bro. What is
1: your thoughts on that? Man, uh, it actually, I I actually want to pivot to one of you all. I want to do some listening on this one. So I guess either you or Ian just uh go ahead and take the lead on this one. I, I definitely just want to listen first.
0: You in the order, bro? You up first?
1: Oh, you just gone. Just gonna give it to me, huh? Uh, no, I, was, I
0: was saying the end. I was saying the end.
1: Oh, go on. Um, I couldn't hear you. But Sorry.
0: if Ann ain't gonna go, I go. You know, I go. Jamar, I'm
2: waiting. Uh, uh, that's cool. Um, you know, I'm happy. You know, happy that she's back. It's crazy. We um we had this conversation last weekend. You know, with Lex, and um she ended up coming home this week, which is crazy. Uh, um. You know, I'm glad that she's home. Um, I think whoever that she got traded out with, you know, people was going to have an issue with. So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, 50-50 kind of thing. But, I mean, we wanted her home. I mean, that's the most important thing. So, I don't, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people, you know, complaining about, you know, who they traded her with and, you know, Maybe she should have stayed because we didn't want him to get out. But, you know, in the beginning, you know, we were saying free BG. We had all these shirts. He was having this campaign, you know, standing with her. Like, you got to keep that same energy. She's home. And, the world, and the so, you know, I'm just happy that she's home. She's with her family. And You know, we don't know what she went through while she was over there. So, um, I mean, I think that's the most important thing.
0: Right, right. And my soft-spoken brother. And just keeps it very, very gentle and very, very cool and relaxed. I love it. I really love it. And so, yeah, let me get on these hypocritical ass people, bro. Um, One minute, they sitting out here, bro, and they want to talk about Brittany Griner being released, et cetera, et cetera. Right. We need to release her. She's been wrongfully detained. There's only been a vape that she brought over there. Why is this such a big deal, et cetera? You know, first and foremost, y'all, we got to get this out the way. Right. Annie Jamar. Um, Anna and Jamar know me very well and they know I stay overseas, I'm not in the United States. The difference between United States rules and different countries, they have different rules. And so some countries might be a lot more stricken than what you're used to in the United States, but that don't necessarily mean that to that country, that's a bad thing. That just means in that country where those people have been living their entire lives, that's how things are. Not necessarily how the United States is. In the world, FYI, y'all don't revolve around the United States it's a big world with a whole bunch of different countries that have their own different mindsets, values, etc. But, and you said something pivotal here, bro, keep that same energy. One minute, everybody out here Jamar, they want her to be released. They feel like she's been wrongfully detained. They feel like she's been a political pawn because of tensions between the United States and Russia due to what's happening in Russia bullying little Ukraine, right? Russia and the United States, y'all, FYI it's sort of like when y'all in the hood, right? And you got ops across the street, right, Andy Jamar? And the op, he always stand out front and he look at you and he's waiting for you to say anything wrong. He'd be like, I've been waiting to get on your ass for a long time. I've been waiting. I've been mad since World War II. I've been mad since World War One. I've been mad since the Cold War. Um, and you know we don't like each other. I'm just waiting for any little reason to get on your ass. And the United States feel the same way. they saying, yeah, I'm waiting on you. I've been waiting on your ass for a long time, too. And as soon as the opportunity's right, we're going to let this thing fly. And so this is what's happening, fellas, as y'all know, between the United States and Russia. And so Brittany Griner just so happened to be the perfect scapegoat. Oh, this is... I bet Vladimir Putin, y'all, was like, oh, yes, this is perfect. Like, this is the perfect scenario. And so she so happened to be in the middle of all of that. Now, bro, when you say it, and... The things that she encountered over there, I can imagine it was not nice. I can imagine it was gruesome. I can imagine it was terrible. And so my question to everybody out here is, what about Brittany Greiner? What about the things she encountered? What about the things she went through? What about the the, the trauma she has suffered? And so one minute folks out here want her to be released, but then the next minute they all angry and saying, uh-uh, um, this was a bad exchange for Victor Boot uh, because of all the bad stuff he's done in comparison to she only brought a vapor. Keep in mind, y'all, that Russia's a very stubborn place. They have very deep pride and they love conflict. They love it. This is like cake to them. That's just how they've been. That's just their culture. That's how they roll. And so the United States, they're like, hey, we got to kind of accept what we can accept, Jamar, because if we don't accept this based off of what they're offering, we might not get Anything in return, and so Russia made it very clear, y'all. We are only giving you uh Brittany Griner. We're only giving you her. We're not giving you no Paul Willing because they feel like Paul Willing, y'all, is a op over there because he was working with the United uh, the Marines. And so anybody that's in the militia is a problem to them because they stand as a problem to what they're doing. So potentially he could be a guy that could blow our country up. What the hell are we finna let him out for? No, we not letting him out. We'll let Britney out because Britney, you know, suffered a lot and she brought just a vape over here. But even amongst that to them, that vape still means a lot because it's, you know, indiscretion of the law. And so Russia's very stubborn, y'all. So this should not be a surprise. So the United States, y'all, they were put in a situation to where they had to accept what they had to accept, because if not, they wouldn't get nothing, period. Now, it's very interesting to me, fellas, why they wanted Victor back. It's very interesting, but they got him back. That's all they was offering. And I give Joe Biden, I give him props because um, I give Camilla props because um, they went ahead and accepted what they could accept it. They like, hey, we're going to hear people talk. As y'all know, the right wingers, um, yeah, the right wingers, the Republicans are all ticked off because they felt like this was a bad exchange and to make the United States look like punks and make us look like punks to Russia and to make it look like uh, Russia got a W over us. But really in reality, y'all, I feel like Britney Griner is all that matter. And I feel like actually in this, the United States got a W, not an L. I felt like they got a W y'all because they got Brittany Griner back. They got this woman back that went there for nothing, who was a political pawn who was wrongfully detained. Um, and now she's able to be back with her family. And also, I want to give a shout-out to Sherelle as well because she is truly Jamar and a testament to what a partner and a wife should be. Um, she has stood by her side. She has advocated. And and, and by the way, Brittany and Sherelle, they have made it clear um, as they go forth that they will advocate for Paul, that they will advocate for the two other people that are detained over in Russia right now. Um, et cetera, journalists and and a few military people. Um, And so they are going to advocate for them going forward. And so for me, I feel like the United States got a W. Um, I don't feel like they suffered the L. I don't feel like they backing down and being punks to Russia. And at the end of the day, I need y'all to keep that same energy um, that that y'all had when she was wrongfully detained. But now that she's out, y'all want to complain and talk about this. People all on Instagram and and Facebook, y'all posting pictures of Brittany Griner not even Britney Grinding, Jamar, but they posting pictures of like strippers. They posted pictures of her smoking weed. You know, like this, this literally a guy, right? That looked like Britney Grinding with the Greys. They they got in a script club. They're like, this is the first thing Britney Griner gonna do when she gets home. People posting pictures of, um, you know, just ignorant stuff of them having sex potential. I mean, just crazy stuff all flying down my timeline. And guess what I did to those people? I deleted them. They are no longer on my timeline. Um, you really get to see people's opinions and how sexist people are, um, especially when it comes to women in our country. And I shout out my brothers all the time on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast because they advocate for women and they advocate for women's sports. But it's tough, y'all, to go down your timeline and see how sexist a lot of our guys are to women and especially um. WNBA women and women that you know, like Brittany Griner, that might be a woman that act like a dude, but at the end of the day, she's still a woman. And so, I applaud you fellas for that. And so, yeah, man, um, keep that same energy, y'all. Don't don't switch up now.
1: Keep keep it going.
0: You know, that's all I got to say. So yeah, Jamar, what you got for that, bro? You ain't got nothing what you got to say, man.
1: Man, <laughs> no, I, I appreciate y'all y'all um, y'all input. Here, I was just, you know, making sure, how, I guess how I felt was probably a line here. Just, it's like this whole scenario how it, like, from start to finish, like, just the energies of it, it's just so conflicting. At one point, like you said, you know, bring her back, wrongfully detained. And now when we got her back, it's like, yeah, I don't know. We should have made that exchange for her. But... But you know the movement was to bring her back. So it's like basically you look just like Ian said. Like everybody's not gonna be happy about this one. It, it just you you can't make everybody happy. It, it just it is what it is. Like you said, Brandon. Like take what you can get. Of course they were gonna ha- you know want somebody that's you know very probably uh, uh very I can't even think of the word, but more so Russian.
0: Very combative, very. Yeah, yeah. all those. Yeah. yeah,
1: pretty much. Something that goes against the grain and everybody, you know, you know, it's just you take what you can get at the end of the day. You know, you get somebody home that's in a situation that, you know, probably definitely didn't want to be in the begin with. It's, I mean, we're human. No, I don't think I would want to be wrongfully detained for such and such for a extended period of time. Even though people probably say, like, I wouldn't even put myself in that situation, blah, 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 I get that, but still, things happen. It, it just happens. Like, you could be doing all the things right in the world and still end up in a bad situation just cause how life is sometimes. Nobody's immune from that. Just at the end of the day, we we got her back home. End of story. Keep it moving. That's it. Right, right,
0: yeah. And so yes, y'all uh, Brittany Grant is back home. she's back in Texas. I believe uh near the San Antonio area with her wife and so um yeah I'm I'm very glad to see her back home. It was a shock when I woke up and I saw it um it was out of nowhere but hey, you know it shows um it shows you all this man that we indeed serve a real and a true God um that makes a way out of nowhere and so if you need proof, it's proof right there. All right. Fellas, let's now move on to, we got a lot of news this week, man. Deion Sanders, y'all, he has left Jackson State uh, to accept the head coach role at the University of Colorado. Once again, fellas, a lot of opinions here, <laughs> a lot of opinions here. So I need you guys to give us your opinions and, and, and just let the world know what you guys think. And so Jamar, I will begin with you. Um, how do you feel about Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State? I'm um, going to the University of Colorado. Are you happy for Prime? Do you think, are you happy for Jackson State? Are you happy for how, how you feel about this?
1: Hey, clap, clap it up for Coach Prime. Coach Prime. One, one, one time, man.
0: Yes.
2: Man,
1: Prime, Prime did his thing, man. Prime, Prime. I'm I'm, I'm super happy for Coach Prime. It, and, and I don't under I don't understand the the people that are upset with this. I I, I don't get it. Like Coach Prime, Deion Sanders came to Jackson State a coaching opportunity he, his dream job at the time was Florida State he wanted to go back to his alma mater coach there didn't happen Jackson State offered him a deal what he has done look how I measure success at a certain at a certain place for anybody if you leave there and it ended up better in a better situation than, than, than you when you got there and that's exactly what he did I mean for one I mean the man got paid $300,000 a year which you know I guess from coaching standards isn't much, but don't he half of that salary he donated back to the school to actually, you know, you know, put better facilities. All just made the the living conditions and the conditions for student athletes a lot better than what it was. Too, not to mention in all the all the you know bad politics and the and the thefts and all this other stuff he had to go through while he was there, and he still, you know, sucked it up, put his best foot forward. Got recruits there that they would never ever had in their life. Ever. Mm-hmm. Travis Hunter, the uh, the number one corner in that class that one time, probably the third best prospect overall, he chose Jackson Day because of Dion. You think he's going to Jackson State if Dion wasn't there? No way, no how. No chance at all. So for him to have a 27-5 record there, go undefeated, do his thing, to get a job like Colorado, which gives him more resources. Uh that gave him, and, and the one thing I do appreciate about Colorado, they allowed him to be him. You can tell in that right. first little meeting with the students, dude Dion let them know he he and, and I appreciate Dion so much. that I had to look at that record. They only won one game this past year, one game. So he told them like look, hey, I got dogs coming. I got my la I got my luggage coming with me. Like look, he, if you're not rolling with this, you can get out. And everybody not gonna have a job here. He told them straight up, and I appreciate that. And even in his press conference, they like he basically addressed the people like just because I'm um, leaving Jackson State doesn't like uh, just because I'm leaving Jackson State doesn't mean I'm you know not black. I'm still African American. Like, bro. Like, all in all, man, Dion has a better job, better resources between his impact in, in college football right now in the transfer portal. Colorado's is going to be a powerhouse here pretty soon. We thought Nick Saban was college football for so long. It's Deion Sanders now. Deion Sanders has the effect, has the aura, has the, the, the resume so far, and has the ear of the, of the children. So, therefore, it's, it's Deion's show, man. I can't wait to see it.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. And your thoughts, bro? Um, You know, salute to Coach Prime. For making that for making that move um, i yeah. don't know we as a people we it, it's truly sad sometimes you know we don't never we don't ever want to see each other elevate it seems it seems like we just want to see each other in the same positions or right this we, is we, fact though so. we we contradict ourselves a lot like you know like jamar stated he was only making 300 you know thousand a year which is i mean that's a lot of money to me, you know. Others, but you know, as far as coaches go, you know, it's not a lot, and it's it's not a lot of money to him. You know, like he stated in the press conference at uh, Colorado, he said, "I got money already. It ain't about a bag." He said, "I've been have money," which we all know he been have money. You know, so, so I mean, for me, it's a thing where you know, I tell people, I told a couple people, I say, "Well, you know." How can we complain to complain about him, you know, just moving up? But well, we do it every day. If you if you had a job and they made $2 more an hour than your job now, you're going to leave that job all day, every day. If it fits your schedule, if it accommodates you, and they make $2 more than what you make now, you're going to make the same move. That's essentially what he's doing. So you're going to tell me from 300000 to $5 million a year, you're not going to leave Jackson State? And certain people say, no, I wouldn't do it. I say, you a damn fool because you yes, you would." Come on, I bro. Say, <laughs> I say, we can't I always tell people, you, you don't know what you would do in that position because God didn't put you in that position yet. So don't say what you won't do and what you will do because you don't know. And 95% of everybody would do the same thing he did. That man has done nothing wrong. I even seen some you know, some comments from the players were saying, you know, uh, I don't even know why people are talking bad about Coach Brown. You know, they they love Coach Brown. I even watched his exit interview. Where all the kids were just saying that they appreciate, you know, saying what he did. Some people that played on that team that never really won anything. You know, right. one of the guys was that he won twelve games in high school. You know, his whole career. You know, that's that's crazy in four years. You know, he said I came here. He said you gave us a winning culture, and he said, man, I, I said I'm appreciative. You know, so we got to stop being like that as people, but um coach prime he um uh, he's definitely changing the culture man it's pretty good to, you know to see him get the job and um uh, i'm excited to see what you do at colorado
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah exactly
0: bro um this is this is factual man um just want to uh address the comments take Muke, say what up little cuddle. um and then Rhonda la uh she came on and she stated moving on up beyond heading to chicago so I believe she might be telling us um, as Bears fans, um, stating that um possibly after Colorado, uh Dion will come to the Bears and be there.
2: now, now one thing I do know that people probably mm-hmm. I think I've heard him say this out of his mouth. He said he'll never question the NFL. That's one thing he's too. I've heard him say that before. So I I believe I've heard that too. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> so,
0: yeah, um, thank you for that comment, Rhonda. And so, yes, um, I'm happy for coach Prime myself. And, um, you know, once again, bro, you hit on it, like, uh, so hypocritical, um, folks think that just because you black, right. That everything you do just supposed to be for blacks and it don't be just, it, it just like removing your total self, right. Removing your total self for all the folks that look like you and that accounted the same struggle as you. Um, if we're talking about a struggle, um, we don't know how Coach Prime pockets even look, bro. Like Coach Prime, I mean, just because it's, it's factual. And a lot of them guys make a lot of money, but at the same time, they got a lot of big expenses. OK, so sometimes it ain't necessarily about what you make. It's about how you manage what you got. And so who knows how Deanna manage, et cetera. So moving from 300K to 5 million, y'all is a big jump. And excuse me. Um, most of y'all will accept that if y'all was given that opportunity too. And so you wouldn't be sitting there worried about, oh, yeah, I got to do what I got to do for the black race, for the people, power to the people. I can't sit there and take um, $4.7 million uh, additionally a year um, for five or seven, 11 years, um, because I'm worried about, you know, uh uh-uh. come on. Most of y'all would do the same thing. And Coach Prime has blessed that program, turned that program around, it's an attractive job. Still, I feel y'all that the next man that come there will likely be an NFL guy because that is the thing around HBCU football right now. You got uh Eddie George, y'all I believe he's at Tennessee State, right? Uh, you got a couple other NFL players. One at Southern, one at um, one at um Texas Southern. Like you got a number of uh NFL guys. Um, even Ray Lewis, y'all has been brought up in the mix. FYI. Uh, for a head coach position, maybe not at Jackson State, but other positions, um, in 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 SWAC football, and so, you know, yeah, he left Jackson State. Um, be happy for him at Colorado, and I still feel that Jackson State will still bounce back. They will still get another quality head coach, y'all, because that program is now an attractive job. Um, those facilities are a lot better. That fan base is there. People are excited. And so I think Jackson state and Colorado y'all are both in good positions going forward. They both are in a, a position y'all going forward to win both of them. And so, yes, congratulations to coach prime on behalf of the early Money sports talk podcast. Um, Jamar, bro. Um, Let's talk to 2022 world cup. And so um, just just uh, curious um, guys, we got six teams left. Okay. And so Brazil y'all, I just want to get y'all comments on Brazil. What is the problem with Brazil, Annie Jamar? Um, This team is the favorite for the last three World Cups. And it always seems like they come up short. So 2014, they went to the final. They got blew out by Germany. Probably it was a football score, 7-0. 2018, they lost in a round of eight. And additionally, in 2022... They got upset to Croatia yesterday. And so, you know, a lot of folks generally are always on this bandwagon because they got a lot of talented guys, but they seem to come up short. Um, What do you guys think is the problem with Brazil? Why do they always come up short?
1: I think that – I think they underestimate their opponent a lot of times. I think they they know that they're good, and we all know that they're good. But, you know, I I feel like they don't – Play as hard as they should. Sometimes, I mean, I had I was having a conversation yesterday with someone. And they were saying, you know, Croatia is just you know they got dogs in them. As in, they 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 play with a lot of heart and effort and leave it out there. So when you got teams like that, especially teams that you know come in a little loose because they got nothing to lose, you know, play it, give it their all, and you're not you know doing what you need to do to to. To that extent then of course you leave yourself vulnerable to incidences like this like we know brazil is a powerhouse but just because on paper they have a don't mean that they're gonna play like such and it's a lot of it is on them it's not even the opponent it's them we got a guest coming on and so
0: yeah um this is very very true and so look who popped up and joined us this morning i think he got Uh-oh. something to say about brazil as well and so Uh-oh. and your, your thoughts bro
2: uh, I can agree with Jamar. I think it's probably a situation where, you know, they just simply don't play up into until, until their opponent. You know, just underestimating their opponent, not playing, you know, just thinking that everything's gonna come easy because they're talented. You know, you can't play like that. You can't, you know, you go into a game thinking, are we more talented than them, so we should just beat them. That's not always the case. And that's an in any sport. So I think that's probably the mainly the main issue. Yeah, yeah. Frank, Frank, good morning, bro. Can you hear us?
3: Can you hear me?
0: Yes, yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. And so just FYI, uh, bro, we were talking about the World Cup and we were talking about um, Brazil right now. Uh, We were talking about Brazil and how talented they are, how they have been the favorites for the last three World Cups and they have come up short. Um, In uh, 2014, you remember, Frank, they made the final, got blew out by Germany. It was a football score. The game was over by halftime. Um, 2018, they lost in the round of eight, um, if not the round of four. And then additionally, this year, they got upset in the round of eight. And so I'm curious, Frank, as a a soccer uh, savant, somebody that really, really um, watches this game and has played it. uh, What is the problem with this Brazilian team who is very talented um, on paper, um, has the top players in the world,
3: four top players in the top 10, still come up for it. I tell you, man, it's, uh, you know what we call, in, in America, we have white privilege, right? Where you think you just got it and then it's going to be handed out to you, right? <laughs> I think Brazil is suffering from some Brazilian privilege from years before. And so they think they're just going to walk over everybody just because, you know, they got it and they got all the talents. Uh, but I think the biggest problem they have is uh, they, uh, they have really good offensive play. They, they can do whatever they want on the offensive end, but it literally takes one mistake on the defense to, to lose it all. And, and they have not, if you look at a team like France, they are defending, they are playing in the middle of the field, they are playing out in the, uh, in the forward of the, of, the, of the game. So the problem with Brazil, they just focus on offense, 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 let's score as many goals and play as fancy as we can. And that has become a big problem. The, the old Brazilian teams, with the, with the ones that won five World Cups before, they were defensive minded, they were strong guys, they were ready to stop anybody at any point in time during the game. Whereas the kids that are playing now, they're really just focused, like, what fancy move can I make? How can I be scoring the best possible goal in the World Cup right now? And they forget that one hiccup could really change the dynamics of the game, which is what happened with Croatia. You know, they, they scored that one goal in 76 minutes and they probably started to think, oh, this is over. Whereas Croatia was like, we're going down to the wire this is mm-hmm. not over until they really that final whistle of the game comes through. And that's been going on for Brazil now for a few years. They just think, Oh, we're Brazil. We're going to win it all. You know? <clears throat> so I don't know, man. It's uh, and then the game has just uh, changed. I mean, there's so much more better teams all around the world. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you can't underestimate anybody. I mean, Morocco for God's sake came out of nowhere and, mm-hmm. uh, and now they are so far advanced. So we'll see how they play out today, though.
0: <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is factual, man. Um, and, and my point, in and Frank, uh, Jamar, is how the hell are they going to underestimate... Cro- I mean, J- don't get me wrong. Brazil is very talented. Everybody had them be Croatian, including me. Um, but Croatia, y'all, y'all remember, they just made the final in 2018. It was them in France. So, like... <laughs> I mean, that really shows you how arrogant they are. Like, this is sort of like uh, in Miami Heat, bro, 2010, coming up short. This is a big-ass deal, especially Mm -hmm. around the world. Nadia's hurt, okay? Like, um, because all that talent on paper, right? All that talent on paper, and it just comes up short. And and, and just because you Miami Heat talented – um, one thing about the Miami Heat is, yeah, Miami Heat had flaws, and they got exposed. The Warriors very talented, though. They kind of remind me of France. They defend. That's the difference, Frank. They get right. down on the defensive end, and they're locking you up and making sure you don't score. And they understand that great defense leads to offense, whereas Brazil seems to think that we can outscore you. We want to uh, find out who's going to make the top ten on ESPN um, exactly. while we're in the round of eight not realizing that really in um, and Frank that all and Frank can tell you this. Every team that make that final eight is a very good team. Often the only thing that separates those teams are the penalty kicks. Yeah. Most of those games go to the wire down to overtime and if you ever watch the World Cup and you see the round of eight, round of four or even a final it's coming down to penalty kicks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Guarantee you. Most of the time, which means in that case that most of these teams are very good, they are not scrubs, they are very, very uh, disciplined, and the only margin of error that you have in this type of round is very minimal, and any little mistake, any little slip up will cost you, period.
3: That's what happened to Brazil, man. Everybody number one time, num- number one in the world. I think they've lost like maybe two games and that Croatia game was one of them. <laughs> yeah. it's two. In They've lost two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yes, uh, Frank,
0: while I got you on, um, Ian and Jamar, um, Frank, we'll go to you first on this one, then we'll go to Ian and then we'll go to Jamar. Um, <laughs> yeah. We got two epic matchups taking place today. Um, and so Morocco and Portugal, in um, England and France. Um, yeah. And so we got, in this case, six teams left, y'all. We got Croatia, we got Argentina, Morocco, Portugal, England, and France. Out of these six teams, which team do you think is coming out of the World Cup? Oh,
1: that's
3: right. Man, uh, I still stand with France. For, from, from, from my perspective, I, I picked them to make it all the way. I, I was hoping they would be playing Brazil. But um, obviously, uh, that's not going to happen. So right now, I, I think the France-England game, whoever wins that game is likely going to make the final and might have a very good chance of winning it all. Because uh, England is also pretty good. I mean, they're solid. They yeah. you know? yeah. have some <clears throat> amazing guys on both defensive, middle field and, and forward. Now, I don't want to count out Morocco, though. They, they've impressed me the way they're playing. They, they are all round team as well. And if they can make it past Portugal, I will see them actually. They may make noise. They might make noise against the, the French team as well. So at this point, I'm just saying the three teams playing today have a chance to win it all. And whoever mm-hmm. makes it out gives them the, themselves a really good uh, opportunity to actually Make some noise. Uh, my, I'm leaning towards France though. Right.
0: Yes, yes, indeed. Uh Ian, bro, um it's six teams left. Uh, Morocco, Portugal, England, France, and then Croatia and Argentina. Out of those six teams, bro, who do you think comes out?
2: Um I'm trying to remember. I had two teams.
0: I you believe had, you had France, and you had Brazil. Right. If not Brazil, maybe Argentina. But, no, you have Brazil. Because me and Nadia had um, Argentina. Jamar picked Uruguay, Frank picked France. And you picked uh, Brazil to play France
2: in the final. So I, have, well, I said, so, I have France or Brazil in the final. Yeah. Yeah. So, I. I mean... I'll, I'll say France. I'm going to stick with my first man. I'm going to stick with my first man. I'm going to say France. But, I mean, Croatia with the the big upset, I mean, seem like they're hungry. So, but we can't be surprised, if, you know, they come through and pull through and win it all.
3: Yeah, I see your point. And just to add on to that, Croatia is really good, but Argentina is hungry. They, they like, they are going – That's hungry. my pick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're going all out, and it's Messi's final World Cup. I don't know that he'll play another one, so that Argentina Croatia game will be really good. Yeah,
0: yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm very interested in that. But that's another dogfight. And so, for mm-hmm. the final, for me, I got France and I got Argentina. And boy, 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 if that happens, it, it will be something. Um, shout out to Killian
3: Mappe, y'all, who's killing it right now, right? Frank, this man, oh, he's living it up, man. You know, uh. Right now, he's actually on par with the with the uh, Argentina Messi in terms of everything. Goals scored, you know, and he's only played two World Cups and he's 23. He's like, what the heck, man? <laughs> he, he's he's going to break the record and I don't think anybody will break it again unless he gets some like massive injury that keeps him out of like three World Cups. But if he plays this one, Kevin next one, because he's 23, so he's going to be 27 the next one, and then 30, that, that, that's prime time right there, right? So yeah. he, he's getting up there as one of the best to be in the field, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is factual, yeah. Yep, Jamar, bro. Um, we got six teams left. We got Croatia. We got Argentina. Morocco, Portugal, England, France. Out of those six teams, who do you think uh, moves on and uh, wins the World Cup?
1: At this point, I would probably say France, but I definitely just want to say that Portugal has shown me that they are more than just Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, that team there is is showing me that that they can really, really probably make a serious run here too. So I'm thinking it's probably France, but I'm – Definitely not sleeping on Portugal whatsoever. Not anymore.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm glad y'all mentioned the teams outside of France because France haven't even made the round of four yet. And they could very, very, very well lose because England is just as better. Um, They are extremely talented. Um, And as you guys, as we talked about, in the World Cup, at this point of the stage, only thing that separates these teams often is just a little mistake, one little mistake, and and that's it. And and you can lose no matter who you are. And so France can very well lose, and we can very well end up talking about Argentina tomorrow, uh, or, or Croatia tomorrow. Um, Croatia once again made the final in 2018. Why are we sleeping on the same? I don't know. Um, hello. And so, uh, Portugal, right, Jamar? They did what what they did, right, Frank? Without Cristiano Ronaldo, who got into it with the coach, <laughs> cussed him out. <laughs> And as a result, he had to come off the bench. And so um, I, I, we'll see what he does. But I think the coach might start him today because he realized that Morocco ain't no joke. Um, but we'll see how that go. Uh, because without him, um, Portico, uh blew the water out of uh, that last opponent. And so, um, yes, very, very uh, good soccer going on, y'all. It is the most wonderful time of the year. We got all sports going on right now. All right, fellas. Um that covers our uh, conversation for the World Cup, you all. And now we'll kind of turn back into the NFL and some football. And so, fellas, now do NFL reactions and overreactions. And so, Frank, um, I don't know if you stay on with us. It's up to you if you want to. But if you want to go ahead and chime out, you can. Um, it's up to you. Uh, we appreciate you definitely stopping by and giving us that ESPN Center type insight kind of stop, chime in on the World Cup, you know what I'm saying? And be like, all right, I did my part.
3: Hey, you know, I, I saw you studying the World Cup. I was like, I'm going to s- s- sneak in here for just five minutes, and then I'm going to check out. So I'll let you all go. And with the World Cup going on, I'm not paying attention to any other game in the world right now. So <laughs> I'll <laughs> it check that, out. I'll keep I'll keep an eye on what you guys are doing.
0: Yes, and so in that case, Frank, we expect to see you next Saturday then.
3: There you go. I'll be there.
0: All right, brother. We appreciate you. All right, All right, have a great day. You too. See you. All, right. All right. So, fellas, NFL reactions and overreactions. And so, Jamal, we'll <laughs> start with you and your you'll chime in. And so, fellas, uh, with Thursday Night heroics from uh, Baker Mayfield and leading the Los Angeles Rams to a dramatic late victory over the Las Vegas Raiders, did that game-winning drive you guys feel from Baker Mayfield's savage career?
1: Yeah, I felt like it did. I mean – Baker's the number one overall pick. Didn't pan out in, in Cleveland. Went to, went to uh, Carolina. Didn't pan out there either. They they told him, like, look, at this point, you're going to be third string. He was like, get me out of here. The only team to even make a claim on this man was the Rams, and they just so happened to have a terrible situation at quarterback because there's rumblings to think that Matthew Stafford might be, like, stick a fork in him like done then there's rumblings so so what baker did you know like like you mentioned earlier like the man what 48 hours if that like meeting teammates probably on the field it feels like you know no what he did in that last drive though 98 yard drive game winning touchdown pass the Van jefferson with 20 with a nine seconds left 23 yard touchdown and the strikes in that drive itself i'm like Okay, like they see something, they they trying to see if they can get the number one pick, the, the 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 positives out of him. Yeah, I mean he looked nice. He, he looked nice. So, so yeah, I, I definitely don't think that's an overreaction at all, by any means.
0: Yeah, uh, and bro, uh, did that game when they drive from Baker Mayfield, you feel like his career?
2: Um, overreaction, I think. Um. It was impressive, you know, for him to just get there Tuesday and you know to pull off pull off a win or basically not knowing a playbook, but um I mean <clears throat> he still has to um he still has to play a full season and um his levels to it. I I, I just think uh it's my Shannon Sharp voice, I just think he's another guy. Um But that was was pretty impressive for him to come there Tuesday play Thursday night and basically start the game and basically lead them to a win. But uh, the Raiders are a terrible team, not talent-wise, but just as far as coaching and everything else, they're a terrible coach team.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They definitely – and so do you guys feel like in a way that this was more so a Las Vegas Raiders collapse, whether in – Bacon may feel heroic because I felt like it was a Las Vegas Raiders collapse,
2: just absolutely. Yes. Yeah,
1: like I, I went to bed at halftime, I'm like, this game's over. So, when I yeah, went and, and, and saw the score, I'm saying, like, there's no way, like, the Raiders were in full control of this game, one way or another. All they had to do was just continue to get the ball to number 28, that's all they had to do, and then. I don't – it goes back to coaching, just like uh, People Hernandez just said. It goes back to coaching. That dude does not need to be a head coach in this league whatsoever, and I'm going to continue to stand on that until he's not a head coach anymore. (laughs) Mm. Yeah.
0: Yep. And so, yeah, um, Josh McDaniels, man, Um, he still might be on the hot seat after having that winning streak and you thinking, all right, he might be safe after this loss. I mean – what can you really go into office, right, Annie and Jamar, and tell the, the higher-ups? what? We, we, we just can't get it right? <laughs> You're going to be like, what the hell? What, what about you? <laughs> you not, to mention,
2: not to mention that they're running back. He leads the league in a rushing yard.
0: Extremely not to tough. mention that Devontae Adams leads the league in touchdown receptions and yep. is viewed by many as the best receiving football. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right, right Jamar? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I viewing as such. I, I do too. I'm with you. I, I, he's a grown man. No disrespect to the other guys, but he is virtually unstoppable. And and he gave Jalen Ramsey the business Thursday night, and he still lost. And <laughs> so yeah, um, yes. All right, fellas. Um, let's now move on to um another over NFL reaction. and overreaction. Is it an overreaction? Uh, to think that after all the losing this team has suffered and all that this city has been through, that the future for the Detroit Lions football team is bright. Jamar, Ian, this should make y'all happy.
1: Hey, Ian, this is our moment right here, man. This is this this is our moment. <laughs> all that grit, all, all that, that sacrifice, <laughs> all that blood, sweat, and tears, all those kneecaps in business, it's starting to pan out now. These, these boys <laughs> starting to look look ferocious Uh, um the the craziest thing and i'm still baffled the the fact that they are a favorite against a 10 and 2 vikings team, and this is the first time in a super bowl era that a 10 and 2 team in the vikings or whomever is an underdog in a matchup as such like this is crazy against a
0: team with a record as such right
1: yes but i I see why (laughs) I, i can see why we'll get to our picks later but no, this, this team is, you know, playing like – they're playing with uh, a sense of urgency. And it shows Jared Goff is playing with a sense of urgency because I feel like he's at a crossroads in his career. These last few games is going to determine if, if the Lions probably going to stick with him at quarterback and not draft one, or they're going to use one of those first two uh, – those two first-round picks and go get a quarterback. This is a quarterback-heavy draft. A lot of people at crossroads here but this team is right is right to the occasion jamal williams i think he's leading the league in uh, t- rushing touchdowns if i'm not mistaken um deandre swift is healthy uh, Jamison williams is healthy i'm say brown is a monster reynolds is pretty solid i mean just the cr- dj shark is healthy like this team is it's solid and the defense is playing well enough right now that's the key the defense is playing well enough so yes, I'm I'm all I'm on board. Jamar, yeah, Ian, this Hutchison kid
0: is becoming a grown man right before our eyes, bro. Like you guys see the pressure he's putting on a quarterback. Like he is on his way to being one of the top defensive ends and one of the top defensive players in football. He's gonna win the P the DPOY award eventually. He's gonna win it. That is how good he is. And that's just the defensive side. And we know how they are offensively, but when you got dogs on the defense now molding and growing, that makes it really, really, really scary. Not to mention that Jamison Williams, y'all, is now viewed like Tyreek Hill fast. I, I read an article about it about a
2: week ago. He, he's there too now. So, you know, go ahead, Ann. um, I mean, the top pick, I mean, the culture change. We we're probably seeing the culture change right before our eyes. Um, you know, we, I've been riding it down with the Lions for the last two years. they let me down, and I think, uh, I think the turnaround in the season probably started from you know when they beat our Bears by one measly point. You know, I think it it started. Like I said for years, I mean they they have the talent. The talent is there. They're not the. It just seemed like almost sometimes like they were encouraged, but, it, you know, it seemed like it's kind of turned around now they're finally starting to change the way that they should. And, you know, I think Dan Campbell was getting the point across. So um, there'll be a team to watch out and look for. You know, they just got a jammed back. So, you know, that was a big acquisition uh, last offseason. You know, he's coming off the ACL injury. And the last playoff. So, they got weapons. uh, They got young pieces on defense. And, um, I mean, it's a bright future. Now, I don't know how far they're going to go as far as, um, like, with um, Jared Goff. I don't know if they're going to keep him as, like, the franchise quarterback or look for something different. But uh, they'll probably give him another year. But The future is looking pretty bright right now for Detroit.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, We just say here on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, look out for the Detroit Lions. Just look out. For the rest of this season and definitely, definitely next season. All right, fellas. Um, Is it an overreaction to think that the San Francisco 49ers, um, who suffered, y'all, a big loss with Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo being injured uh, this past weekend, um, is it an overreaction to think that the San Francisco 49ers will struggle severely without Jimmy G as their starting quarterback? They're relying on Mr. Irrelevant draft pick rookie quarterback Brock Purdy. This is a very interesting one
1: because he he played really well last week. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's oh, no way. I think it is overreaction. Um, because the parts around him makes it good enough for him to just play okay and they'll be fine if the team wasn't if the defense wasn't the elite if they didn't have a running back they can play wide receiver if they didn't have a wide receiver they can play running back if they didn't have one of the most ferocious tight ends in the league if they didn't have one of the best one-on-one wide receivers as well and and, and a competent head coach then maybe maybe so i would agree but i i think it's just so much around him. Best all he got. Yeah. He just got to – he just really just take what the defense gives him. He'd he be the ultimate game manager. He could yep. throw for hundred yards. turn the ball over. And be fine. Like, that's the type of system and culture and scheme that they have created here. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't – yeah, I think it's overreaction. I think they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't rely much on Jimmy G anyway. There you go. Oh.
2: And your thoughts, bro? Um, I think it's the overreaction. You know what's crazy? All, all the teams, and maybe, uh, maybe this is biased by me, but if we just look at all the teams that passed on Justin Fields, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. put struggling. He go from uh, 49ers. Who had the number one pick that year? Jags. Number two. Number two.
0: And number one was uh the
2: Jags with um Sunshine. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The Jags. I mean, he's still up in the air. Yeah. And Justin in the same boat, but. You got, got the, the Jets. Jags. 49ers. Yeah, the Falcons. Panthers. The other Falcons, the Panthers. Broncos. And, um, Broncos, they got Gary yep. Judy. Yeah, um, Broncos and um, – I mean, well, we picked them first, but, I mean, the Patriots too. But uh, I don't know. The team is loaded, like Jamar said. You know, they got, you know, Christian McCaffrey, D.O. Samuel, Brandon R.U., uh, best whole lineman in the game, Trent Williams. Uh, the defense is pretty solid. All he has to do is manage the game, you know. It'll a couple games will probably come down to him and his um uh, his experience, but uh I think I think they'll be fine though.
1: You know, you know what? Really quick, you know what it reminds me of. This is going to a basketball reference, but when the Boston Celtics won in 08 and Rondo was you know very young, he just had to manage and just basically give you know. Playing with three Hall of Famers at the time—it's exactly. all in their prime. So that's basically how I look at it. Just, just don't turn the ball over. Just give it to yeah. your playmakers. That's it. Yeah. This, this is factual, bro.
0: So go ahead, in, bro. My bad. Sorry.
2: No, you. The easier said than done. But I was just agreeing with Jamario.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if you guys had the chance, but yesterday for two hours and eleven minutes, I watched the Knuckleheads. And I watched Kevin Garnett. And if you have not had the chance, watch that episode with Kevin Garnett and the knuckleheads. It was good as hell. Good as hell. KG, just Chicago dude, just, he breaks down everything so well, man. It was just a wonderful conversation. And when you mentioned Ray John Rondo, they kind of talked about that too, of course. They got to talking about Rondo and how literally. And so I thought for a minute you watched it, Jamar, because they talked about how he realized as a young'un, He had three Hall of Famers, and all he had to do was just manage the game. That's it. We're going to take us there, you know? And so, like, yeah, very, very good um, episode. And so, yes. Um, All right, fellas. Yes, let's now progress to the Atlanta Falcons, y'all. And so, is it an overreaction, just quickly, guys, to think that the Atlanta Falcons, um, who are 5-8, and made the right decision to bench Marcus Mariota and go with rookie quarterback Desmond Ritter? after a disappointing string of losses and actually being only a game out of – well, a game and a half out of first place in the NFC South. So, what do you think, Jamar?
1: No, I don't think it's an overreaction. I mean, this team is still technically in playoff contention. Just look at what the the Jets did a couple weeks ago. I mean, they had a winning record. They made a quarterback switch because they know that, you know, probably Mike White gives them the best chance to win right now. It's lack of what Zach Wilson doing. This is probably the same thing. With Marcus Mariota, yeah, like, you got us to this point, but you might not get us to where we need to be. And also, at the same time, we need to see what we have in Desmond Ritter. So, as we, as we know, the Falcons offense can only do so much this year. At times, you know, they could be good enough, and then a lot of times they're just trash. But nevertheless, I'm curious to see what this kid can do. Maybe he can actually, like, you know, make this offense, you know, go a little bit better, more consistent. Actually get him a real chance to, to maybe upset the, the Bucks in this division when it's all said and done. But no, it's not overreaction by any means.
2: Yeah, uh and your thoughts, bro. Um, no, I'm not overreaction. I just think they want to see. It. I think Mariota, he's been like he hasn't been playing too bad, but he hasn't played great either. I think he's just been kind of like just managing the game. And I think At this point, I think they, you know, they want more. And, you know, they don't have the – they don't have the worst team in the NFL. You know, they got, you know, a lot of young talent. So, I think they want – like Jamar said, what they got in Desmond Ritter. Um, It's kind of mad, though, that, you know, they benched him around this time of the season and they're technically in playoff contention. But um, I just think they simply – they probably just simply want to see what they got in Desmond Ritter. You know, if he doesn't come out, you know, and play, <coughs> they want him to play or they feel like he's a franchise, you know, quarterback, then they'll probably, they'll probably draft the quarterback. Even, um, it almost reminds me of almost like the Jalen Hurts situation, in a sense, when he first got to mm. Philadelphia.
0: Right. Word. True. Yeah, definitely. And so the Falcons 5-8, wow. and eight, four more to go. Um, Game and a half out um, Likely Tampa wins the division But at this point You got to see what you can get You got to see if Tampa goes on a losing streak Which is possible They are very old and slow Tampa If you ever watch them on a game They are not explosive anymore um, It is Tom Brady that literally is salvaging his team right now And shout out to the 45 year old um, And so we'll see what the Falcons can do Nothing to lose And if you don't win a division At least now you get to see what you got with Desmond Ritter and um, let you know what decisions you need to make in the offseason. And so, all right, uh, that covers the Atlanta Falcons, y'all. And so, top five NFL teams. Um, give you guys my top five uh, really quickly. Um, for me, y'all, number five, I got Cincy. Uh Cincy is for me the giant killer, and they are hot. They are they are steaming now, and they are getting hot at the right time of the year. Plus, they are not even fully healthy. They got uh more of their help coming back as well. And they beat Kansas City. They beat a number of really good teams. And so the Bengals is actually in my top five. And watch out for the Bengals. Number four, Dallas. Um, Dallas steam roles people in AT&T Stadium. They are a tough team to beat. Um, they run the ball very well. Tony Pollard looks like he is free finally. Um, and and he has a great compliment now uh with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, who actually seems like he's the second best running back in Dallas. Um, and so Dallas is um a great
3: team, a great defensive. A
0: lot of things clicking well for them. Number three, Minnesota, just because of the record, 10 and 2, winning football games. They're squeaking by. The big difference between this Minnesota team and past year, uh, Minnesota Viking teams is that this team actually is winning close football games and they're squeaking it out in the final drives, um, final minutes. Making big plays, making turnovers, and that's really the difference between this Vikings team and past Viking teams. And so, Minnesota, uh, ten and two, they got to make my top five. Number two, I got Buffalo above Minnesota because I feel like if I put Buffalo and Minnesota on a neutral field, I feel like Buffalo will beat the brakes off of them. Um, and that's just me. Um, yes, Buffalo in uh, Minnesota was a great game, but I felt like in a way Minnesota got lucky, and I felt like Buffalo just you know happened to. You know once again kind of get in their own way. Uh, but Buffalo still is very explosive, still a very talented football team, and still got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And so if I put them two teams on the field again, I think Buffalo beat the breaks off of them. Um, number one, Philadelphia, uh Philadelphia um and in, in which many people got uh Jalen Hurst as the leading candidate for MVP. Um, he is uh playing great football Philadelphia is a great team in so many ways. They can beat you with complimentary football. They can beat you in clutch moments. They can beat you in a shootout. They can score offensively. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. Uh, A.J. Brown is a grown man. Devontae Smith has grown into his own of being a great wide receiver. Philadelphia is the best football team in football, and they are very well-rounded. And so that is my top five. Uh, Jamar, who you got, bro? Number five, I got
1: Bills Mafia. I do feel bad for Von Miller. He's officially out for a year, but nevertheless, I feel like this team is still not peaking yet, but I feel like they're heading in the right direction after a mid middle of the year, you know, a little thunder
2: here
1: Uh, for, I got Cincinnati. I got Cincinnati. I feel like they are starting to turn it on at the right time. Players getting healthy at the right time, you know, you know, beginning of the year we had like a Super Bowl hangover type deal, but they that off the offensive line that they actually put money in is starting to actually pan out right now. And that's been the biggest difference maker. Uh number three. Hey man, I got I got Brock Purdy and the 49ers because I feel like that team is still some dogs ready, waiting. So stand by on that. Number two, I got the Dallas Cowboys. I we don't even them this high but they they look like a complete football team they they really do because the running game is there and lord boy oh boy oh boy they about to run for probably like 300 yards tomorrow but that's neither here nor there uh and number one i got the eagles i mean they have uh matter of fact speaking of which the fact that they played tennessee last week and aj brown of course you know wanted to show out and they got the gm fired because the owner probably, you know what, you like, you look real dumb for this choice. Get out of here! (laughs) The fact that AJ Brown came back and just smacked them and got the GM fired, I I love that. So yeah, Eagles one, Cowboys two, Niners three, Bengals four, Bills.
2: And the top five, bro. I got Vikings at five. Well, they ten and two, but I kind of still. I kind of still don't believe in the Vikings, but for the record, I got them. They tend to, so I got them at five. Um, I got the Cowboys at four. Actually, no, I switched up. I got the Bills at four, Cowboys at three, Chiefs at two, and I got the Eagles at one. Mm,
0: still got Kansas City up there. Okay, Kansas City did have multiple opportunities to beat Cincinnati again, but Cincinnati came through in the clutch. And He's so they <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting to see how that turns out and if they play each other in the playoffs. All right, fellas. Uh college football, uh notable uh games. There's no picks required. Uh, but house State y'all has been listed against one Georgia. Um, and three TCU has been listed against two Michigan. And so just curious, um, Jamar, just ask you, bro. Um, did the college football committee get this right? by
1: labeling these teams in the order that they did? I think so. They actually did a better thought than I thought they would because I thought I thought for sure they was going to throw Bama in there. And I would have been really mad because they have no business in there. But I think they – I think a lot – I think some people, maybe 50-50, is like, well, Ohio State should be third and TCU should be fourth. I think that they still rewarded the fact that TCU made it to, uh, you know – the conference game, but nevertheless, uh, no, I think they got it right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um
2: and your, your thoughts, team. bro. Uh uh, this was this was a tough one. Um I think I think they I think they got it right. Only only issue I have is, you know, every team that lost in the top in the top Five this year, you know they went down. Um, they went down or went down you know, a slot or two in the rankings. But uh, TCU they stayed at three. You know they lost a the game and stayed at three. Um, as far as I know, when you lose a game, you can't stay at you know the same same ranking. But like Jamar State, I think they, I think that was kind of the plan because of USC losing. So USC losing that Friday night kind of. Solidify TCU and staying. So I think um, I wasn't surprised that they stayed, but it was kind of like, you know, in fairness to the other teams that lost early in the year, it's like, you know, they did lose a game and they lost one. They went to slot down. But I also know that they claimed that they didn't um, think about this when they were doing the top four was the the rematch of Ohio State and Michigan. I know Michigan. they probably didn't want in the uh, playoff so even if they drop TCU to four and move Ohio State up to three they would have to play Michigan again I don't think they want to see that again now if they end up playing a national championship again and it just work out that way then it just work out that way but I don't think they want to see them in the first round play each other again which which is fine but other than that I mean they pretty much got it right now I'm not a Bama fan but Bama does have an argument that they could have got in the top four, but, you know, they lost two games, so. Yeah, they lost two games in the last drives, too. Could have won both of the games, right?
0: Both on of the, the games road. came down to, on the on road, road, you know, on the road, last-minute yeah. drives. Uh, one was o- – both was overtime. Both was overtime, right? Both was overtime against top ten or top – yeah. Mississippi was top ten, and then – um Tennessee was like top five or something. I don't know. It was like a real, yeah, we were top 10 too. They
2: were top 10. So
0: um Alabama definitely had an argument. Um for me, y'all. I definitely um thought um it would have been right to um put TCU at four. But that again, y'all, is my old abysmal um thinking of oh, just because it's TCU and it's not the huge programs, you know, generally we don't got so spoiled, Annie Jamar, right? if a small school like TCU, which they're not a small school, but if a school like TCU that comes and then I play in Ohio State and Michigan every year um, gets into the playoff, they are generally a number four seed. They are are generally that very last seed. And I think we've gotten so used to seeing that over the past years, y'all, to where it kind of shocked us to see Ohio State number four and TCU number three. Um, It was very interesting to not see that... um, Michigan and Ohio State they didn't think about that I think that would have been great for the college football playoff but then again it might be even better if it's a national championship if that's the national championship it's gonna be lit and so you know like that'd be even better but um you know I also thought if you put TCU in at number four it would give Georgia a clear path to the national championship which is something that they deserve being that they went undefeated the entire season, they should have the weaker opponent of all four teams. Because I feel like if Ohio State and TCU played, I feel like Ohio State would be. So with that being said, I felt like TCU should have been number four. But, hey, you got Ohio State and Georgia, baby. Get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready. That's going to be a national championship game right there. (laughs) And if you ask me, Michigan probably got the easier of the opponents. But then again, Michigan ain't no clear cut either because they running back, their Heisman running back is hurt, um, yeah. you know. And so that's a very open game, man, in TCU. <laughs> they might go from losing to Kansas State to being in a national championship. And so this is very interesting as time goes forward. We'll see how this turns out. And so, yes, with that being said, fellas, let's go into the NFL picks. Um, we got um, week 14 games that are on us and so jamar are you still on that still is bandwagon um it is noted right it's is, Jam- is lamar jackson out this weekend because i know he was hurt last weekend and they squeaked by um he's likely out this weekend right because pittsburgh is favored to win
1: yeah he's played was doubtful so i'm pretty sure it's gonna be the brunt brett Hutton show So you got for this one? Yeah. I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I don't know, man. It just, they just been a little different lately. I think cause I they think since TJ Watt came back, I feel like that defense has played well enough. And I think every week uh, Kenny Pickett has gotten better and better and more. i also like more confidence. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm, in this rivalry game, I'm, I'm taking the Steelers at home. Yeah, and what
0: about you, bro? Um, I'm gonna go Steelers.
2: Yeah, um,
0: uh, yeah, for me, fellas, uh man, whew, I can see why Pittsburgh is favored to win. Some tell me though that Baltimore, um, Baltimore will squeak this one out. But then again, I, if, if the Steelers win, I, I just want to see the Steelers win because I want to see Mike Tomlin, you know, do that scrut as he do after every game after he wins. And so that would be cool to see. <laughs> so, yeah. But I'm going to pick Baltimore for this, and I think it will be a very good game, though. Um, the Vikings, y'all, at Detroit. Check this out. Another team with a losing record as a favorite. So, Jamar, who you got for this
1: one? Ah, Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Like just mentioned, this a few minutes ago how how crazy this is. I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm taking Detroit. I'm taking the Lions. I'm taking the I'm taking the team that's favored in this one. How about that? I'm taking Mister Grit. I'm, I'm taking Dan Campbell and the boys. I just think they just get it
2: done. Yeah, and what about you, bro? Uh I'm with Jamaro. Just I'm taking the Lions. grit. Yeah. Hashtag red.
0: Yeah. <laughs> for me, I'm going to take the Vikings. Um, it's nothing against Detroit, um, but I do think that uh, the Vikings are 10 and 2 for a reason, y'all. So, um, based off of the records and how the teams have performed overall this season, I'm going I'm to I'm go with the safe bat here. But um, Detroit, it can very well end up putting the clamps on the Vikings. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings just to be safe. Um, Jag, y'all, uh, at Tennessee.
1: What you got for this one, Jamar? Oh, I'm, I'm taking the Titans. I Like I don't even know if Trevor Lawrence is going to play or not. If he does play, I I think he's still banged up. I'm, I'm taking Tennessee. And
0: what about you, bro?
2: Is this game man Jacksonville?
0: Nope. Nashville.
2: Mm-hmm. Nashville. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Jaguars. Jaguars for the upset.
0: Tennessee has Traffic. been crumbling lately. They have been very
2: inconsistent,
0: and, and I, I just put this out there, and Jamar. If Ryan Tannehill keeps playing like trash, Tannehill, um, the the Titans eventually got to wake up and be like, hey, we got a decision to make for real. And so, um, hopefully, uh, Malik Woods, uh continues to develop uh, in Tennessee. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the Titans as well. I think they realize that they need a win. They need to win. They have lost the last two games, and they have been faltering at the wrong time um they better win they better beat the jaguars so i'm gonna go with the titans um jamar eagles at the
1: giants i don't even think say i don't think saquon is playing tomorrow that's a that's a problem with that being said i'm taking the eagles yeah. um and by eagles five yeah i'm
0: gonna go with the eagles as well um should be a good football game, though, because the Eagles have not been, like, dominating teams. So, I see the Giants putting up a fight, especially being at home. Um, but I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, Jets at the Bills. This should be a fun one. Who you got for this one, Jamar?
1: Ooh, this this is going to be fun. Um, man, because Mike White is quarterback. So, it, it makes things a little interesting here. I'm going to take Bills Mafia. I don't have the warm and fuzzies. I don't. I'm going to take Bills Mafia. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and what about you? Uh yeah, I'm gonna go Bills Mafia.
0: Yeah. Uh with y'all, I'm gonna go with the Bills as well. I think this is an interesting, y'all. <laughs> I think this is an interesting one. Browns at the Bengals because now Deshaun Watson is playing. I know he looked terrible last week, but that was his first game back in multiple years. Um in the heart to a game. Um but the Browns five and seven. Um should be six and six, seven and five, but they five and seven. They are at the Bengals tomorrow. Um, who do you got for this one, Jamar?
1: I, I think I'm pretty sure I read this stat that Joe Burrow does not have a win in his career against the Browns. I think I read that. With that being said, I'm definitely taking the Bengals on this one. Um I, 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 I'm, I'm not taking the Browns. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Who they? Right. Who do you got for this one,
2: uh, am Taking the Browns. Nick Chubb has a big game. <laughs> Watson. So Nicholas.
0: I got the Browns, too, in this one. I, I got the Browns in this one, too, man. I think Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, uh Deshaun Watson, I think they run the ball, y'all, and they hold the Bengals' offense off that field, man. I got the Browns in that one. That's going to be a good one. I want to see that one, man. I want to see that one back.
1: All
0: right, y'all. Davis Mills is starting again for the Texans, okay? And so the Texans realize, hey, we got a chance to get a first-round pick. We need you, Davis Mills, to go out there and throw picks, okay? And we need you to go out there and do it consistently. And so Davis Mills, y'all, is starting that quarterback again for the Texans. And so I'm curious, y'all. Do you got the Texans going into Dallas and pulling off an upset tomorrow?
1: Jamal. All right, everybody on three. One, two, three, Cowboys. Cowboys.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Uh, the Texas pull so this one out. This would be the upset of the year in the NFL. If it happens, um, yeah, um, y'all. Speaking of upsets of the year, this could be another upset of the year. Y'all, if the Broncos beat the Chiefs. Um, who do you got for this one, Jamar M?
1: I ain't gonna disrespect Marcos. I ain't you Marcos. right <laughs> <laughs> neither. I ain't gonna put him on the countdown like we did the Texans, but I ain't right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm with y'all. I got the Chiefs too. Um Buckshaw at the Niners. So could be a good one. What do you think, Jamar? Man.
1: Yeah, I'm t- I'm taking the Niners. I think uh Brock Party gets it done. Cause the sum of his parts as a whole are superior to the Bucks. <laughs>
0: yeah, what about you?
2: She showed sure this party. I'm taking. I'm taking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my movie.
0: <laughs> hey y'all, I'm gonna have to um go with y'all too, man. I'm gonna go with the Niners. Um, the Bucks just look slow, like. They're not explosive like they used to. Leonard Fournette, like, he been eating too many cheeseburgers lately. Y'all see how fat he is? Um,
2: like, <laughs> what, what, I don't know. Wasn't that
1: the narrative going into camp, though? <laughs> it, was, yeah,
0: it was. It was. It was. Um, they just don't look athletic, man. Um, I don't know. But, um, you know, and then you got Godwin, y'all who's still recovering from that ACL, and that don't take overnight. That takes a while. Um, yeah. You know, Mike Evans getting into it with everybody, you know, <laughs> And so like um right, then you got a bad offensive line, you know, um and Tom Brady at 45. Um, I'm gonna go with the Niners in this one. I do think the Bucs don't realize, hey, we, 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 we still are the Bucs. You know, we we Bucks, you can't tell them they not, you can't tell the Bucks y'all that they not them dudes. And so that they like, we just won a Super Bowl we just, you know, could have won a Super Bowl last year. So we're not gonna just lay down. So the Bucs, I think, pull off a lot of pride tomorrow. And I think this is a very good game, especially since Brock Purdy is starting. But I'm going to go with the Niners as well. Um, the Panthers, y'all, at the Seahawks, Geno Smith, man, lighting it up, man. Um, They they got a good opportunity tomorrow. The Panthers, however, y'all, sometimes pull off upsets and we'll expect them to. They win when we never expect them to. Um, Jamar, um, followed up back in. Who
1: you guys got for this one? I I think Sam Darnold is starting this Sunday. Uh, Look, man, I'm going to have to take Seattle by default, but I'm not going to say that this game can't be close either. But when it's all said and done, I'm going to have to – I got to take the quarterback that's playing the better and the better weapons around him. I'm going to
2: have to take Seattle.
0: Yeah. And what
2: about you? Keep pounding. Go in my pants. Ooh
0: ah ah yeah. For me, I'm gonna go with the Seahawks in this one. I think Seattle um pulls off some magic at home. Uh, the Dolphins, y'all bad out last weekend in San Francisco. Um, now they go back across the country again to L.A. The Dolphins are being tested. Um, they are playing a team uh, in the Chargers that have been good on paper and have been just very mediocre on the field. Uh, Jamar, who you got for this one?
1: I'm taking the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins. Like, as as, as great of a Hall of Fame talent that Justin Herbert is and the comparisons of Dan Marino and all this other stuff, like, until I actually see you in the playoffs, we ain't got nothing to talk about. I'm a believer of Mike McDaniel's offense. I'm taking the, the Dolphins.
2: Yeah, who you got for this one, bro? Hands up. Uh, going with the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to go with the
0: Dolphins too, man. I think the Dolphins are a very explosive team. Um, Let's see what the Chargers can do. The Chargers are very explosive too, at least on paper. All that talent, all that talent. Maybe they put something together tomorrow. Who knows? I mean, you are at home and the Dolphins are coming way across the country. This will be oh. a great opportunity to win a football game. The Chargers to be a great opportunity. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go alright um, you All right, y'all. The Patriots at the Cardinals. Uh, Jamar, who you got for this one?
1: I'm gonna take the team that's in desperation mode. That's the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Look, I I said from the beginning of this year they weren't making the playoffs, and that's you know looking pretty solid. But nevertheless, uh, I still think they're gonna put up at least one last punch here to try to do something with that. So I'm taking the Cardinals. And
0: what about you,
2: bro? Going with the Cardinals
0: yeah uh for me i'm gonna go with the pats um i think the pats uh find a way to squeak this one out in the classic monday night football game um and i think the Cardinals just find a way to give it away as they generally do um so i'm gonna go with the pats um so world that concludes our nfl picks so fellas um as we head into the weekend any final thoughts or shout outs fellas, as we head into this weekend
1: Ah, uh, yikes. I usually have one on, on, on standby. I come back to me. Come
0: back to me. Okay. And bro, any final thoughts or shout-outs as we head into the weekend?
2: Uh, I think I got uh I got about three. Um shout out to Coach Prime. Uh shout out to the uh Colorado uh big move, big sign-up for the coach. Um another Blackhead coaching a power five conference. That's that's pretty good. Um Marvin Harrison Jr. got robbed. What was that Thursday night of the Bolinikoff Award? I don't I don't understand how he didn't win. That. You are
0: such an Ohio State fan. All, yeah, the, yeah, de-
2: yeah. all the deets at Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, he got he got he got robbed Thursday night. So hopefully um the Hasman Trophy uh presentation is tonight. We'll see who wins that. Um, I have one more. I have one more. Oh, shout out to—they lost last night, but shout out to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis—he's been on the tear um, as a last couple of weeks. He's been playing like eighty in New Orleans. Uh, they made it a close game, but they—they they laid it egg in overtime last night. But uh, he's been—he's been playing pretty well.
0: Yeah, definitely, bro. Shout out to AD because they were getting their tails whooped down by 20 with like eight minutes left. I'm like, game over but I turn. And all of a sudden, Anthony Davis, I'm looking up, and LeBron's leading the score and out of nowhere, Anthony Davis at 35. I'm like, damn, that was fast. Like, he must have just started shooting out of nowhere. And before I knew it, it was an overtime. I look up, oh, it's overtime. <laughs> like, I didn't watch the game, but I just looked at my phone, and it was real fast. And so, shows you how explosive he can be um i do want to shout out y'all the um world cup um and i do want to uh send the last special shout out to Brittany griner i'm happy that she's home we talked about it last week with lex borrows um and you know now she is back yes um keep that same energy world and um other than that we thank you all for tuning in with us this morning on our early morning sports talk podcast um and i'll let our brother jamar give us the final word this morning
1: zion williamson How can I forget? Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans. Shout out to them for being number one in the Western Conference with with the punctuation of that windmill yesterday, pissing off the (laughs) Phoenix Suns. He was like – he basically said, you know, it's not in my character, but they sent my boys home last year in the playoffs. So he took it personally. And that team is ferocious. They they are living up to what we thought they were. So shout out to them and him because, my gosh, he is generational talent. So –
0: Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And they got so many weapons on this team. Look out for the New Orleans Pelicans. Yes, they are coming, man. And they are going to be tough to beat Uh, come the springtime. And so, yes, world, we thank you all for chopping it up with us this morning. May you all have a blessed weekend and thank you again and peace to you all.